0: Find Love at First Drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: Time now for the Yahoo
0: Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Got a sign to do a sidebar, how to survive a shark attack. And I said <laughs> to the editor, in Indianapolis? <laughs>
1: Pete Thermal! Brad Stevens is not going back to college. He's not going back
2: to college. And SI's Pat Forty! Oklahoma, Missouri is is two dying men, both, try, like, crawling to the last <laughs> cup
0: of water out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan! All right, Tony's here. We're gonna do this. But uh, first, we gotta talk about people losing their job. No ball is tipped here. Pink <laughs> slip is filed on Archie Miller's desk, albeit with $10 bucks as a buyout. So someone was like, I feel so bad for him. It's like, eh, I do, but you don't want to lose your job. It sucks. But uh, $10 million. Uh, Indiana is open. It's generating all sorts of intention, if only because the NCAA basketball tournament, of course, is in Indianapolis and Indiana and actually Assembly Hall. All the contenders are coming. Right here. Plus, we had uh, Brad Stevens kind of wax poetically about Indiana, but then issue a statement that he's not taking the job. Kind of sounded a little Nick Saban ish, but uh, I actually believe uh, believe it on this. Thoughts on who's going to be the Hoosier coach? Who's your coach?
1: Time is a flat circle, is that what they say? Last time Indiana Job opened, the first round of the tournament was in Indianapolis. I was sitting next to Pat Forty for most of that first round. We, it was the infamous Lynn Marshall game uh, <laughs> that took, took place there, which, like, if Greg Marshall wasn't unhirable enough, his wife just spewing vitriol for two hours in the front row of Banker's Life field outs probably sealed the uh, fate then. But it's kind of funny that here we are now four years later, the entire tournament's in Indianapolis and the Indiana job's open, and everyone is uh, everyone is speculating. So, if, if I had to push my chips on a candidate right now, I'd push them strong on John Beeline. Now, it's hard to say what Scott Dolson is going to do. He's a, he's a new administrator, this is his first marquee hire, but I can't imagine you're giving Archie Miller 10 Million, 10 million bucks, you're fundraising, you're bringing in your big donors, and you don't have a plan. And the only plan that works right now is John Beeline. And the buzz I've heard out of Indiana the last 24 hours is that he's the, uh, he's the top target. Now, John's obviously 70 years old, but it works in a lot of ways. First of all, you don't have to pay a buyout. Big Ten Network does not require a buyout. Second, consistent history of winning. Now, we can go LeMoyne, Canisius, Richmond, West Virginia, Michigan, but obviously in this Big Ten – which I I think I said in the last podcast, Chris Holtman compares to SEC football now. It is deep and it is treacherous. John Beeline is a proven commodity. The niggling issue with John Beeline is his son, Patrick, whose promising career flamed out because of off-court issues uh, at Niagara. He was head coach, got fired, got replaced by uh, former Syracuse quarterback and Duke point guard Greg Paulus, who's the head coach there now. Can he bring him with him in some capacity? I would imagine that's going to be a point of uh, a point of contention and something John would like to do to uh, try to resuscitate Patrick's flatline coaching career. So I am expecting John Beeline. We've talked about other candidates in the past. We can talk about another now, but I'm on uh, I'm on t- Team Beeline until I see uh, any other signs otherwise. That's what my sources have indicated is the direction Indiana is planning to go.
2: That is really interesting. I I, I mean John Beeline absolutely can coach how long can john beeline coach is my question there has any when was the last time somebody hired a 70 year old coach i don't know was bill snyder 70 when he came back to uh, when he came back uh, i don't know that's that maybe maybe uh, i think he was
1: 107 I, actually
2: well yeah, yeah. and that <laughs> no was also records now that <laughs> that is kansas state and he was kansas state and your Kansas State isn't getting a bunch of other candidates. Uh, Indiana, you know, I, Chris Beard, I think, would be a very attractive candidate. Dan Wetzel wrote, I wrote, Scott Drew, go throw the money at him. I think there's become a belief that Scott Drew wouldn't take it, but I think Scott Drew would like it to be offered and go from there. I just, you know, there are good options still. I just, and maybe Beeline is a great option, but how long is he your coach? I understand this. This would be the ultimate Zigging from your last zag, where you hired a 30-something guy from Dayton, now you're going to hire a guy who's double his age, basically, in John line. say. We're not, we're not making that same mistake twice, which indicates a couple things. First of all, uh, that the, the pool of up-and-comers seems pretty shallow. You know, there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are out there clamoring for the next hot shot 30-something coach. You you just don't hear it. But also, I think that Indiana feels like we've got to get this one right. And even, I guess, if if Beeline gets it right for five years, then that's a win for them, and they might feel like they have restored a lot of their lost luster. If I were me, I would still – I would be on the jet, and I'd be in Scott Drew's – well, Scott Drew's coming to your backyard. But when this thing is over, I would be all in after Scott Drew Make him say no and proceed from there. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't jump on line immediately. He's not going anywhere. Right. Probably. You know, he's on the Big Ten Network doing a fine job. But get out of the media, man. Take a media job there, line. <laughs> Here's my thing with line. He's phenomenal. And he'd be a great stopgap choice. But he's also a guy who builds a program. Okay? First five, four years. That it took his fifth year at LeMoyne to make the NCAA Division Two. Took his fourth year, fifth year at Lemoyne, fourth year at Canisius to make the NCAs. Did make it originally at Richmond. He inherited a heck of a program. Then did not make it the next four. Took three years in at West Virginia to make the NCAAs. Took two years in at Michigan and then didn't make it. I mean, they built up until like his sixth, seventh year. Then he gets a, he's seventy. Like, is this is that'd be great if you're 43 or you're 50 or Scott Drew's age. You go, Hey, we've got a guy for the next 16 years. Once he gets this thing rolling, uh, he's the coach for five years, right? Right. Yeah. You're Indiana. Uh, yeah. He's a hell of a coach. So it's not like you're going bad with him. I got nothing. He's a great guy. He does everything the right way. I mean, it's just nothing you can say. He's just been coaching a long time. So. It's This is not like I'm just walking in, boom, magic formula. We're we're, we're in the Sweet 16 next year, and we're in the Final Four and Two. That's not his thing. That's like Urban Meyer in football. You bring him in, you're going to win real quick. Right. This is not. This is a different ball game. So that would be my thing. You're hiring a coach for five or six years. I mean, unless you really think he's going to go to 80. And maybe he can. Maybe. I mean, God, I hope so. But you just don't know. And uh, that that's that would be my thing on this. But it 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 hangs over everything. And the fact that's like right there. I mean, they're literally playing games in Assembly Hall. Yeah, uh, I joked with Ohio and Jeff Bowles is like, you know, the up and coming Mac coach. He plays in Assembly Hall <laughs> like, you know. If you beat Virginia on Friday and then you make the sweet sixteen on Sunday, they just foot you for the office? Like that's kinda how these things are hey, you know, we'll take the top the hot midwestern mid-major coach. Well, he's playing in your building. <laughs> what if we ever had that happen before? Like you just stick around, and be like, I quit. I'm not going the Sweet 16. I'll just take the. No, I mean that's you know you don't know. So it's such a weird dynamic. But I don't know. I I wouldn't doubt Beeline, but I just feel like you're you're back at it in in 2026. Maybe I don't. It's, it's hard to say. Actually, he's, he's 68. Hold on, he's 68. Yeah, he, he I came up with seven. Eh? He's making this man older than he is? All right, that's my that's my fault. <laughs> I, I thought oh, he was 70. Seven. I. I got did. plenty of time. I
1: don't All know. Right. It's yeah, going to be 68. Tricky. He it just turned
0: 68 so, too. He's a so young he's a young 68. Uh, the yeah. Brad Stevens thing though was interesting cuz I think if Brad Stevens wasn't employed by the Celtics right now, like if he if he was he can't leave an NBA team in the middle and never coach in the NBA again. Right. You can't pull the Bobby Petrino. Yeah, no, no, no. And that I, I mean Brad Stevens is not going man. back to college. He's not going back to college. He
1: well, makes I, five, I, six million bucks a year. He's got a long contract. So it would have to be some kind of perfect storm. But this was it. I, well, that, yeah, no, I, he'd I, have I to just, be
0: unemployed. I, and yeah. then I agree. He doesn't want to coach college. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could see but, how wistful he was about it. He was like, well, are you, you know, but that's I think, just polite. Well, he has five more jobs but, in the NBA. Yeah. This here's the thing.
2: He's just leaving the light on just in case. He may not really <laughs> want to come back at all, but Motel he's 44. Starts. If he if he flames out with the Celtics and then he gets fired from his next job and he's 50 and he's lost twice, you know, he's been fired twice in the NBA, he may also say, oh, okay, now I'll go back to college. I don't think he wants to. But that's one of those, you know, you, you, you keep sending the Christmas cards just in case. I, and I agree generally, like,
1: he's too polite and thorough to, to not do that. But just uh... – I don't think the once you you, once you've been in the NBA like he has and you're so much about basketball like he has like Brad Stevens doesn't have a lot of shtick to him. Like so many of these coaches who we've known from over the years. Right. That's just not who he is. And so once he has entered this like pure basketball world, like I remember he told me once, like when he drives home from practice at the Celtics, like he doesn't have anyone to call. Now, if you're driving home from from you know back to Carmel from Butler, you got to call the eighth grade AAU coach. You got to call the you know you got a lot of people to call. He's just like yeah, you yeah. know, he just coaches his team and goes home. Um, and th- there's something knowing him like we all do a little bit from various stages of his career. There's something to be said about that, right? Like. He doesn't want to schmooze. He doesn't want to shtick. He just, you know, wants to coach wants to coach basketball and, and coach a team. And yeah, the notion of him just like leaving the Celtics for Indiana is just completely asinine. Like anyone speculating that was just like completely off the rails. I mean, Brad Stevens just would do the, by the way, the Celtics are a playoff team. They've sputtered a little bit because Kemba Walker's been hurt. Marcus Mark's been hurt. But like they're pretty good. And Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum are two of the young linchpin's all-stars future of the league. Um, the administration in Boston. I guess you don't call it administration. I guess you call it the front office in the NBA. They really like him. Like there's, there's good simpatico there. So I think he's locked in here for a few more years. Uh, he obviously hasn't gone to the finals. Like there are still things he hasn't done as an NBA coach. He's not infallible, but I think, you know, I think he's pretty good. And I think he's, he's in really good standing here and legitimately likes it. I think he's been the Celtics coach longer than he was the Butler head coach. Uh, think yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah. Eight years now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: man, right. I think he was seven at Butler. So
0: Brad Stevens, he was a genius. Point. By the
1: way, he got out just at the perfect time. They they go to the Big East. They don't have the infrastructure for the Big East. Like he, Brad played this thing pr- pretty smart in retrospect.
0: Abs- absolutely, he and he didn't want to have to deal with the level of recruit. Like he he found guys that wanted to play ball and were mid, mid- gym rats and, yeah, and, and, and Howard,
2: yeah. hell yeah, of a coach,
0: hell of a coach. All right, Sister Jean is headed to the NCAs. I, be- I believe it was all me. <laughs> I'm going to take all credit for it. No, Look at that. It doesn't even give the pod credit for it. It just takes. credit. Yeah, for no, It was me. You guys weren't. All right. We'll take the pod credit. I started the hashtag at least. That's true. Free sister Jean. I still don't know why she wasn't going. Was it a Loyola thing? Was it the end? Ins- I don't know. But I wrote a whole column about it. I jumped on the easy, easy story there. I admit it. Why not? I, sister I, I Jean's turned... the ultimate clickbait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's easy. She's easy. Uh, she mentioned that Kentucky's not in the t- tournament. How about and, that? And angered half of Kentucky. <laughs> when the hundred one year old nun is trolling you, you've had a bad year. <laughs> That's a
2: pretty That's good a tough sign. one for
0: Cal. He's very Catholic. He's very yeah. Catholic. <laughs> tough deal for Calipari. He's gonna have to. He might have thought had to. He goes to church every day. This is every day, pretty much. So he's gonna have to maybe a little. It's a couple of hail marys about what he probably thought. A sister Jean, as she made pointed out, it wasn't in there. <laughs> um, Louisville is not going though. Nobody tested pot. No replacement teams were needed. So uh, much like the normal students at Louisville and uh, Colorado State and stuff, they stay uh, there. They did not get the the nod from the waiting list of the more preferred destination, and they have to stay on campus. That's right.
2: Yeah, Virginia is the only team not in Indy so far, uh, they, they, and they are expected, but they're not coming in until Friday afternoon. Their they're itinerary is something. Come in Friday afternoon, get tested when they get to the hotel, <clears throat> immediately go into quarantine, get tested again after midnight, sometime in the early hours of Saturday morning. If they pass those tests, they can go practice Saturday morning for the first time since who knows when. And then they play Saturday evening against, as you mentioned, Ohio University, Jason Preston
0: and Jeff Bulls. 69,000 tests so far, just seven positives. They've set up uh, various things. We have uh, some players complaining about small meals and cold food. They took over the minor league ballpark in, in, in downtown Indy, set up badminton courts for the players to get out and recreate. I kind of want to watch that. Can we get a webcam on NCA.org or something? Absolutely. I'll yeah, be over, over there, there looking, looking through the center fence. and
1: Purdue center uh, to, to play the 7-3 and oh. the 7-4 guy to play badminton against each other. Now, that
0: would rate. <laughs> I'd make fun of badminton, of course. Why wouldn't you? Uh normally played in America while also holding a beer at a 4th of July thing. But I've been to the Olympics and actually seen competitive badminton. It's basically poor people's tennis in the world. It's just street tennis. It is a hellacious sport. It's awesome. It is awesome. Olympic badminton is absolutely (laughs)
2: bonkers. They hit this thing so hard. I mean, that that little shuttlecock flies.
0: Oh, and the athleticism and the reaction times. I mean, I take it all back as much as you're like badminton and then you're like, oh, I see. There's like like, you know, hundreds of millions of people in like, you know, the streets of Indonesia that can't they don't have a goddamn Wimbledon. We don't have a manicured tennis like you rich people. This is how we do it. And you're like, my God, this woman would kill Serena Williams if we got out in these streets. Where are you, Nadal? Uh, So I would like to see that little side side action Hell just yeah. a fair warning i dang took out richie poor richie ness's eye in high school playing double shuttle uh doubles <laughs> so I, there might be some injuries let's let's keep it let's keep the players away from the from the court here okay yeah all right fair fair warning. so you
1: you 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 suggesting we should get a subcommittee for badminton rec specs is that yeah, what you mean? need some rec specs? <laughs> Rex specs.
2: Anyway. Pat, your thoughts on the bad meals
0: that seems to be enraging uh, people?
2: Yeah, no, this is this whole thing just this is the classic NCAA situation here. What you have, obviously, you've got all these people that's come to Indianapolis so that they can make $800 million for the NCAA. And the NCAA has absolutely got rabbit ears for criticism because the system is set up so that the players don't get what they deserve. We all know that. And now the players when they get there are like, hey, my meal sucks. Uh, and as Pete pointed out before we started, you know, well, welcome to anywhere in America right now where you're getting carryout meals. You get what you get, okay? So it's not like anybody's ready to stroke the violins for these guys. But the NCAA, again, is so – guilty conscience slash PR concerned about the beating they're taking because the players aren't being fed well or being kept in these habit trails, the gerbil trails where the players can't go out and they can't do anything while they're raking in all this money and the players aren't getting it. And so the overcompensation then is hilarious. And it's like, well, we've given them 500 piece puzzles. We've given them John Thompson's book. We giving them badminton courts and cornhole, and they're bringing in wiffle bats. I mean, come on, these guys are living great. So it's just it's it's so funny to watch this and the kind of the the fake paternalism. We're taking care of the young men. We care about the young men. Well, no, you care about the money, and you're concerned that you're going to get beat over the head for caring about the money, and the players not getting any of the money. That's what's going on here. And if that didn't matter. I can tell you what isn't happening at, say, the NCAA Women's Swimming Championships in Greensboro that's going on this week. There are no John Thompson books. There are no puzzles. There is no wiffle ball. There is no badminton. But there's all the same restrictions on what you can and can't do. But the NCAA Women's Swimming Tournament makes zero money. It costs money. So this is what you get. College sports. I'll give them a buck
0: off an epic athlete if they want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sign copies.
1: Sign
0: yeah, copies. sure. Anyone wants one. We don't have any swimmers, but yeah. you yes, can work on yes. that. I'll get you a swimmer. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be happy to write the Brook Forty story. No, no, no. we
1: we'll go. We'll go upscale. Yeah. So it's funny. Food is the one thing. Food and weather are like the 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 most common connective tissues of uh, society, America, Earth, quite frankly, right? So whenever there's a food controversy, it just completely goes off the rails. So it was hilarious to see like one tweeted meal just completely break Twitter in the college basketball world this week, and all I could do is laugh. I mean, obviously you guys remember Shabazz Napier in 2014. His famous quote: "There's hungry nights where I'm not able to eat." Well, let me tell you what. Of All the dumb and asinine NCAA rules, the limits on food was the single worst NCAA rule I've ever been around. Like, you got these kids, you got them 6 a.m. workouts, you got them lifts, you got them practicing, you got them do all this stuff. And there, for a long time, they could not even feed them. It was just an amazing oversight, like... For an organization that has no self-awareness, no good PR, like it was just completely baffling. So Shabazz Napier, basically, if you go into a football facility now or a basketball facility, there's like a charging station. There's, you know, cliff bars. There's like uh, those like silos with peanuts and M&Ms and all that kind of stuff there. And they couldn't do that before, which is which is hilarious. Remember the old like you can give a bagel, but no cream cheese. Like it was just completely legislated to save everybody money without the athletes in mind. So this said, I, uh, I am not going to get sucked into this food controversy. First of all, like you should never be served fish in Indianapolis. I'm a coastal elite. Like, you don't order fish in Indianapolis. Like, what are you doing? Just
2: give him some of the bread and water <laughs> What if you're a pescatarian? I mean, you know, what if you don't eat meat? What are you supposed to do? Uh, give him some can't salad. feed him
0: greasy Use pizza hut pizza. every meal. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. But from what I understand, like, there was just sort of a small window upon arrival when you couldn't, when you're in quarantine, you couldn't leave where you got these meals. So Everyone's going to eat fine. Someone intimated like somebody may leave the turn or want to lose because it it's 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 just fine. It's just fine. So, yeah, a, a good food controversy is like the the quintessential like modern fa outrage vehicle. And uh, yes, it has roared down the tracks this week.
0: There are fish in Indiana.
2: <laughs> Where?
0: <laughs> They're <laughs> called lakes. It's the Blue River. Out. Every fish lives in an Lake ocean. Monroe. Come on. Lake Potoka, Potoka Lake, Dean. The Lake. White River right there. Thing might have three eyes, but whatever. <laughs> you get this
1: fried Simpsons fish. They cook fish. Not all fish lives in the ocean. I you- I'm aware of that. I just okay. I choose to uh I choose to I don't I choose to not order fish in landlocked states.
0: All right. I was once if you, wanna, I if, was... You wanna, if you
1: wanna if you wanna mock me for that, that's fine.
0: But all the Catholics uh, need to eat their fish on Friday, and we got some Catholic schools. So I don't know. Gonna have to figure something out. I was once an intern at the Indianapolis News, which is now defunct. The the great Hoosier Daily since 1888. That was our motto. Great paper. Except no one read it and it died. (laughs) But it wasn't my fault. Actually, it might have been. So one time. We're there, and they, they the Indianapolis Zoo or the Aquarium, somebody was getting a shark exhibit. Mm-hmm. Big excitement, so they did a story on the shark exhibit, and I got assigned to do a sidebar, how to survive a shark attack. And I said to the <laughs> editor, in Indianapolis? Yeah. There's a lot of ways
2: to survive a shark
0: attack. If you can, yeah, yeah. live in living. Indianapolis.
2: Yeah. Don't, I mean... <laughs> If you live don't in Indiana. the shark aquarium at the zoo—that's the—that's
0: the way. That's how you survive. That's how you survive. Live in Indiana; there'll be no shark attacks. You don't have to worry about that. You got that going for you. That was the kind of dumbass stories that got our damn paper shut down after a hundred years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I, I spent moved to a lot. Of, You'll be safe. Uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of time reading some old Indianapolis news stories recently, so I, I can I can understand the demise of the of the public.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we weren't weren't the best paper. Even in Indiana, Indianapolis, we weren't the best paper. But no. we were a paper. We were a paper. Uh, anyway, let's start picking some games, huh? Okay. All right, let's start this thing. South region, Friday, Baylor against Hartford. Baylor's giving 26. Uh, Pete's got a
2: soft spot for Johnny Gal. We all have a soft spot for Johnny Gal. He's going to get trucked. <laughs> Picture me, like,
1: beeping
0: the horn on the Mack truck. Baylor rules yeah Baylor got that all right Carolina against Wisconsin Carolina's given one and a half yeah this is one
2: that like everybody's so sure that Carolina could maybe beat Baylor that they probably don't even beat Wisconsin but I'm still I'm rolling with North Carolina they're the offensive rebounding they'll throw it at the throw the ball at the rim go get it and put it in this game will not be art uh, but I think Carolina
1: has the size to outslug.
0: All right, Carolina, too. Think about Carolina and teams like Carolina when they get in these and they have a bad year. All their players are really good at one point or another. <laughs> it's like if they ever decide to be really good again, here you go. Uh, oh, this is the big pick em. Nova versus Winthrop. This is the closest thing UMass gets to the tournament because Winthrop's coach well, coached UMass for like 48 hours. He went up there and <laughs> did a U-turn. <laughs>
2: right. Right. <laughs> he saw nova. the
1: giving the annual giving from dan wetzel and it's like i can't yeah. I can't
0: <laughs> this. nova is giving six and a half <laughs> and everyone is picking winthrop should should everyone pick winthrop
2: yes yes they should winthrop is good villanova i didn't think was very good to begin with and then colin gillespie went out they're, they're down to jeremiah Le- robinson earl and nothing i'm taking winthrop there and, and i can't believe you're getting points to take winthrop the uh,
1: I did one of these matchup columns this week and well, a big East is before the bracket and a, and a big East coach said to me, look like can Villanova win a game or two? Absolutely. If it's the right matchup and they get in a rock fight and they can, you know, they could slug it out. Well, Winthrop's the worst matchup possible. They go eleven deep. They crash the offensive glass. They play at as fast of a pace as anybody in the country. I think they're top twenty in like possession length in terms of quickness. So I just think it's a terrible matchup for a team that was already kind of predestined to lose because of the Gillespie injury. So it's not quite Apple Stock, but it's uh, it's in that neighborhood.
0: Yeah, I don't know what this is all about. I jump Winthrop on that. Purdue, North Texas, Purdue's giving seven and a half, and their big drum. Which, oh, I found out is not. Purdue's been lying. Purdue what? has lied to us. There is a much bigger drum in South Korea.
2: <laughs>
0: of course it's like you found this out. like 18 feet big. Purdue refuses to give out the precise uh, specs of their drum. They're trying to hide the truth. <laughs> But there's no way that thing's 18 feet tall like the one in South Korea. So take that, Purdue. I'm no longer believing you or your drum. They're engineers, right? Why don't they build a bigger one? Yeah, right? Yeah, get after it. Come on. What are you guys wow. doing up there? Handing Purdue has the been called shot. out. Purdue will win the game, but their drum sucks. <laughs> I agree. Although I, I was pleasantly surprised
2: to see that North Texas isn't your classic North Texas type team. They actually have two guys who are 6'10". You know, it's not like everybody's six seven or smaller, but eh, Purdue's still going to win. Yeah, I watched a
1: bunch of North Texas in the in the Conference USA tournament, and uh, they got up seventeen nothing, and then had to go on a seven zero run to tie the game against Western Kentucky. It's one of the weirdest games of the year. All that said, th- this is a better Purdue, a more talented Purdue team than maybe we remember. Like they, they've kind of evolved from that plotting Purdue of a couple of years back. So, I think Purdue rolls. Although Conference USA, three of the last four tournaments has won a game. Texas
0: Tech against Utah State. Texas Tech's given five.
2: I don't love this Texas Tech team at all, but I really don't love Utah State. Utah State can't score, and that's a bad matchup with Chris Beard because they will really not score. So, Red Raiders. I believe in my
1: Yahoo t- Sports tourney bracket pick'em. I picked t- – I took Texas Tech. Chris Beard is too good of an NCAA tournament coach for me to see him losing in the uh, first round. Utah State – has some interior size and a great block rate percentage but I just I can't see it
0: all right Arkansas Colgate Arkansas is getting eight and a half this is on true TV which I know you all watch because you like Tacoma FD <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I, when I'm not watching Tacoma
2: FD I'm going to watch Arkansas just absolutely boat race. Colgate off the floor. I, I I don't think Colgate's a bad team, but this is a bad athletic matchup.
1: Yeah, I, I, I threw my gauntlet down when Seth Davis picked Colgate the other night and just said he's really going to regret that. And I picked Arkansas to go to the national title game. So when they do lose, I really hope everyone comes and mocks and old takes expose me. But I, I don't think this game's close. I mean, Colgate's bad that weird Patriot League schedule. They played like three teams eight times or whatever it is. So no, I, I just really think... Arkansas is a as Pat said a terrible uh, a terrible matchup. I, I feel like Moses Moody could be one of the breakout stars of this tournament.
0: They also have the world's dumbest series, world's dumbest performers, world's <laughs> dumbest it's hosted by an all-star crew on True TV. <laughs> Danny Bonaducci, Leif Garrett, Gary Busey, and Tanya Harding, and Todd Bridges. Tanya seriously.
2: Yes. Yeah. Danny Bonaducci? Danny Lee
0: Garrett apparently Holy they God. were available. I, <laughs> yeah, they were very available. World's dumbest pranksters, world's extremely dumbest extremely available. World's oh dumbest God. showoffs. I think they just show like like skateboarding wrecks. I don't know. I got to watch that actually. It's, it's like 1970s in
2: Tiger Beat Refugees, man. I mean, w-
1: w- what? True TV Can you relate baby? Pat to the feeling of being in a hotel and just like hammering the remote control, looking for True TV, being like, "Please God, let this courtyard married have
0: True TV." Yes. Please God, oh, let yeah. this courtyard married have True TV. And then, the, and then, you're just like, ugh. Yeah. If Danny Bonaducci shows up, you you know the game's coming. That's. what <laughs> But, you know, like, why even hire them? Does anyone watch because Danny Bonaducci? I, like, you I, go, I wouldn't watch, but since Danny Bonaducci's the host. <laughs> throw Gary hey, Boosie in there. I'm probably going to flip it on. Come on, let's get real here. Gary Boosie is just going to up for
2: the weirdo factor. Yeah.
0: I wasn't going to watch Skateboarding wrecks, but if the guy from Different Strokes is the host, <laughs> that's weird. All right, Florida, Virginia Tech. Florida's given one. That's on CBS, regular TV, I guess.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Virginia Tech with no enthusiasm. I don't think Florida's very good. But Virginia Tech, we haven't even seen. They played like three games in 40 days. But I'm going to say that they're better with no conviction whatsoever. With talented teams like
1: Florida that have underachieved, they can go one of two ways. They can they can tuck their tail and take their fish sandwich and go home or they can actually like rally and show up. And I'm, I'm going to just go bet on the talent here. I don't like the ACC generally this season. Like the Big East, I think, was terrible this year. The ACC, I'm milk toast on. And so in the SEC, I'm higher on. They weren't the Big 12 or the Big 10. So when it when in doubt, I'm going to take the team that's a little more battle tested that's played, you know, that's played some tougher uh, competition and I say that all while acknowledging Florida has been a general
0: disappointment. This is the first tor- game of the tournament. I always feel bad for whoever loses that thing. It's sort of like yeah. were you even in this? You're like <laughs> home before. You're home <laughs> watching the rest of the things. Yeah, I'll go and Gators. Uh Ohio State against Oral Roberts. Buckeyes giving 16 and a half. Yeah, that
2: look. Ohio State is not good in close games necessarily. This will not be a close game. Or Roberts fluked its way into this tournament and will be out of it very quickly. Well, Roberts has the
1: uh the, the nation's leading scorer. I think his name's Max Armus. Ar- Arams is it? Pe- Abmus, Aram- Aram- I think is a- Abmus. Abmus, yeah, Max Armus. Anyway, uh, I have not seen him play this year. I look forward to that. Other than that, I think uh, they're kind of similar styles. And Ohio State just has much, much better players. This is a game Dwayne Washington scored like 42 in the first half.
0: Oral Roberts has that big prayer, like the hands and yeah. the oh, symbol yeah. of the prayer, that giant prayer thing on their campus. I don't like e- picking against those guys. Expect a miracle, and a miracle <laughs> is yours today. That's That was Oral Roberts' big saying. I mean, if you're going to have huge prayer hands, you got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> got a chance. So I'm going to take... Oral Roberts to cover wow. uh, Buckeyes right. will they'll, they'll be trying to preserve legs they'll go deep in the bench Illinois against Drexel uh, this is also Friday Illinois given twenty two and a half and a half to the Dragons of Philly
2: next that's that's obvious that's that's an Illinois dunk fest enjoy your
1: uh, enjoy your afternoon Zach Spiker uh, for getting Drexel's <laughs> the tournament congratulations and then yeah. uh, yes you will be summarily dispatched by the mask man <laughs>
0: Drexel, they they have the dragon. They used to have this this slogan where the dragon would be breathing fire, and they'd say, "Feel the fire." Drexel basketball.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> they Very they last made it in '96. I think they beat Memphis in the first round with Malik Rose, and then they oh, should yeah. have beaten Syracuse in the second round. Syracuse ended up in the final four in the national title game that year with uh with with John uh, with John Wallace. Uh, nice to have Drexel back.
2: Absolutely worth pointing out, worth pointing out that Drexel did spawn one of the all-time great NCAA tournament quotes, 1986. Their first uh, appearance, they were playing Louisville, who would go on to win the national championship. Noted philosopher Milt Wagner asked what he knew about Drexel, said, isn't that one of them academic schools?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was the DeMarcus Cousins quote about Colgate? Uh, he gave him the carrier Uh-oh. dome. The, every, a bunch of people were picking Cornell against uh, against uh, Kentucky in the sweet 16. And DeMarcus Cousins said, this ain't no spelling bee. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was at that game. That was so ridiculous. Rick yeah. Riley was there trying to like oh, he sure. was like causing all sorts of trouble and basically acting like Cornell was going to be. I'm like, you see me like. He had no idea what he was talking. Joel I think Cornell was the half. I could be wrong, but I think yeah, Cornell well, was wasn't. wasn't going to last, is. although they blew the next game to West Virginia. So that sure team should have won the national title. Of Kentucky. Joe anyway, Mizzoula. feel the fire ain't happening. Illinois. <laughs> Loyola versus Georgia Tech. Sister Jean, how quick is this uh, bit? Also, supposedly in attendance will be Josh Pastner's grandfather, who's 102. Wow. He's got one on Sister Jean. That's what I heard. Yellow badminton, Jackets, just one-on-one badminton tournament for the, for the actual <laughs> game. What the hell is I'm going with on. the line of the pod? <laughs> See what you got, Sister Jean. Oh, 102 my. versus 101. Who you got? Loyola's given two and a half.
2: Really? Really? Wow. Uh, you know what? I I feel bad for both of these teams. They both should have been seated higher. They both got screwed by having to play each other, and then the winner gets screwed by having to play Illinois, and Illinois gets screwed by having to play the winner. I'm taking Georgia Tech, though. I I mean, I just think a little too much athletically for uh for Loyola to handle. That was an NC17 pick pat, a lot of screwing. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to take Loyola. I uh, I'm not I'm not I'm betting against St. Porter at this point. I'm taking
0: Georgia Tech. I picked them to win the national title and I'm not going to back down now. And that's before I saw Josh Pastner's awesome little thing that he face shield thing. He's making that thing stylistic. <laughs> I'm going to get one. If they make the okay. Sweet 16, I'm getting one. <laughs> Do the whole pile. Get one and, and wear it on the pod. pod I'm going to wear yes. the shield. I'm wearing the shield. I'm getting <laughs> Do one. Do it. Rambling wreck. Winning cover. Tennessee versus Oregon State. Vols giving seven. Yeah.
2: Sully's balls. Sully proclaiming they were a Final Four team before the season. I don't hear that from him now. They're a five seed here. They're good enough to beat Oregon State, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm just going to pick them out like just between the uh, between the Fulkerson injury and their general middling inconsistent play. They are they are destined for an early exit. So sometimes when teams just are are, are slogging in, I just pick them to leave early. And, you know, if they're going to if they're going to lose in the second round, you might as well just pick the upset, get the points. So go Beavs. Beavs are hot. And the difference between Beavs and Georgetown is Beavers I think, finished fifth in the pack. Like Beavers weren't horrible. You know, Georgetown was horrible all year. They were 9-12 and 12 going into the Big East tournament. They had, they lost to the Navy. Like, they didn't beat anybody. At least Oregon State had shown, like, a
0: moderate pulse. Well, that's inspired, an inspired matchup. I'm taking Tennessee. I'll keep Tennessee. I'm not against the points, though. Oregon State, I did watch that late game. They they're, they were on all week. That Pac-12 tournament's right. good. That's right. When they I have they time were the late-night really, show. When the buzz is really set in, you can watch. Uh, all right. Oklahoma State against Liberty. Oklahoma State's given seven and a half. Yeah, I look
2: Oklahoma State. I think can could go to the Final Four. I mean, they're, they're they are incredibly talented. I've made my Syracuse analogy two thousand three on here in the last pod. Won't go through back through all that. Liberty, the one thing Oklahoma State is young, and nobody's been there before. Liberty has been there. Uh, you know, I mean, in terms of if if it gets tight. Liberty might have a chance, but I am not picking against Oklahoma State. Way too much talent. Yeah, this
1: this is like there's a yellow light on Liberty. Like Liberty, like with a different matchup, I definitely saw as a team I could have picked. They were in the tournament two years ago and pulled an upset against Mississippi State. They made the tournament last year before it was canceled. Uh, there's some crossover from the tournament winner two years ago to this team now. I think two contributors uh, are there. Richard McKay is an excellent coach. That guy's been around, but I ain't, I ain't picking against Cade Cunningham. Sorry. Never never pick against a team that could like win the national title in the first round.
0: Never pick against a team that offered Brian Bowen Jr. a house, a car, and 150 grand. What do you got, Liberty? San Diego State against Syracuse. Aztecs given three. Yeah, here's the thing. Like,
2: I've got San Diego State in the Elite Eight, but I'm also scared they could lose this game. You uh, know, I and this this Syracuse team sucks on defense. They don't play the usual Bayheim zone. But if they get it together and San Diego State looks like they've seen a ghost out there, eh, but I'm taking the Aztecs. San Diego State's a really good three-point shooting team, and they're old.
1: So I really feel like Matt Mitchell can kind of flash high in the post, distribute, and they should be able to, uh, they should be able to beat the Syracuse team. I believe I actually have San Diego State in the lead Eight, too, so now I'm regretting it knowing that Pat does. But yeah, I don't, I don't think this is this. This is certainly not the same menacing defense of Syracuse, but the only thing is like a lot of these teams haven't seen that kind of length in that zone, and it can take you three TV timeouts to get used to it. And by then, you're behind, and then you got to like e- e- that zone. I, you, you've seen it so many times over the years; it can be a, have a spiraling effect. But I don't see that happening here.
0: I, I think San Diego State wins comfortably. Ten, tends to work in March, but I, I'm not even sure Syracuse should have been in the tournament. I'm taking San Diego State. West Virginia, country roads take me home against Moorhead State Mountaineers, given
2: 13. Yeah, I would love to pick Morehead State to pull this off. John I. Broom, I hope I have pronounced that right. Six ten freshman, going to be really good, but I think West Virginia's got too much firepower for this one. Yeah, I mean the way West Virginia plays, they're always a little bit
1: susceptible in these uh, in these early round games, but I I, I don't see it here with uh, w-
0: with Morehead. I'm picking West Virginia all the way to the Final Four. Someone should let Huggins in the Hall of Fame. What the hell, Hall of Fame committee? guy has 899 wins and isn't in the Hall of Fame. Let him in. A Clemson against Rutgers. Rutgers is given one and a half. This is your first-round rock fight of all rock
2: fights. I mean, this is going to be just ugly defense grind, throw the ball at the basket, scrum on the floor. I'll take Rutgers on strength of conference, kind of what Pete was alluding to earlier. I, the ACC's not great. The Big Ten's very good. I'll take the Knights in their first NCAA appearance in 30 years to win a game. Yeah, if I was going to bet on one first-round game,
1: I would take Rutgers. I feel that strongly about them in this game. So I, 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 this will not be a, this will not be an aesthetically appealing game. I agree with Pat. I just feel like on conference strength, on just general personnel, you've got veteran senior guards for for Rutgers. I, I know they obviously uh, spiral a little bit down the stretch, but I think that's where you factor in the conference. So no, I really like Rutgers in this game. I feel very strongly about it.
0: When Rutgers plays well, they are really good. They just don't always play well, but I'm going to count on them doing it. Uh, so I'll take Rutgers. Houston against Cleveland State. Houston's given 20.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Houston. And I, I don't love this Houston team, but the fact that I watched Cleveland State in double overtime against a horrible Fort Wayne team need a 6'9, 280 pound guy who had not made a three pointer all year bank in a three to get to triple overtime to win uh-uh, that team is not winning an NCAA tournament game. This is the only
1: podcast where someone's voice will crack stressing the word horrible when talking about Indiana-Purdue-Fort Wayne. So <laughs> congratulations <laughs> for listening this far. I'm taking Houston, mostly giddy at the fact that this game's at Assembly Hall. So Kelvin has to uh, remind the good people of Indiana what they're missing. That's yeah. right. Should
0: never get After rid of dragging
1: them. them through a few years of sanctions.
0: So good times. Houston wins. Kelvin runs it up. Uh, we don't even have a point spread on this yet. Gonzaga against uh, somebody. Who cares? Gonzaga is going to win. All right. Oklahoma versus Missouri. So we've switched regions now, right? Yep. We're yep. now in the West. Oh, I'm sorry, West Region yep. Yep. Saturday game. Oklahoma Missouri is is two dying men
2: both try like crawling to the last <laughs> cup of water out there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like. Do you think CBS is going to intro the game with that, Pat? <laughs> One of them's gonna make it to the cup, drink the water, and live just long enough to get, to get trampled by Gonzaga. I will take Missouri. Both teams are playing terribly. I like Missouri
1: too. Uh, and luckily we will have the choice to not watch this game.
0: Oklahoma's got Austin Reeves, who uh has never seen a shot he didn't like. I love a good self just unaware gunner. Pig. Just, <laughs> just call him a now, pig. Was the kid from Westford, uh, from Ole Miss? Uh, oh, marshall uh, henderson marshall yeah. henderson, marshall yeah. henderson yeah. just anywhere on the court he thought he was steph curry so does an austin reeves cam <laughs> thomas of lsu is my
1: favorite pig in this tournament
0: <laughs> he's a just chucker he's a chucker it up oh my good lord man i'll take <laughs> long kruger and oklahoma in this game reeves keep gunning it buddy <laughs> creighton against ucsb creighton's given seven and a half
2: true tv Gauchos are no slouchos. They and Bonaducci are both moving on here. UCSB wins. I
1: will take, uh, I will take Gwyneth Paltrow's alma mater as well. Uh, UCSB has literally become like the place all the transfers go on the West coast and beyond. They got Oregon state transfers. They got Oregon transfers. They got temple transfers, Pacific transfers. Yeah. Old Joe Pasternak knows how to get a deal done. We've seen that uh, from the past <laughs> few years. So yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go gaucho. This is, this is actually set up for like Creighton to go to the sweet 16. Cause everybody's last like, Vision of them was Georgetown, like running them into Queens in the Big East <laughs> tournament. So and they're not actually this is like a better Creighton team in some ways than maybe we've seen in the past. But I I'm not rolling with the Big East this year. I'm, I'm off. I'll be happy to miss on that. Marcus Zagorowski looked like they grabbed him from the Y or like my
0: my noon game on Fridays in
1: Dorchester. <laughs>
0: I hope uh, Creighton Creighton will win. I think they'll blow them out. I, I agree. I think they're smarting from their terrible effort against Georgetown. And I hope the game gets done quickly so we can watch Bobcat, Goldweights <laughs> Misfits. <laughs> Misfits, and Monsters. Come on, man. Literally everybody's got a show on true TV. Oh, my God. Wait, what does it take to get fired by Gold true TV? <laughs>
1: In June, <laughs> we have nothing to talk about, we'll just all watch True TV on some Monday night. Yeah, <laughs> going on, right? pod, talking about.
2: Oh Why would God. I watch this? Just the,
0: the Island of Misfit Actors. I mean, what? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like they, you know, that's like they lost the. The it's like they traded the Bobcat show at a poker game. All right, you got a <laughs> losers got to show Bobcat Goldthwait's <laughs> misfits and monsters. Why would I watch that?
1: Oh my God! Bravo for <laughs> actors who flamed out with criminal records.
0: <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this? It's true TV, Holy man. Cow. Virginia versus Ohio. Virginia's <laughs> given seven and a half, but I don't know. They still gonna have their COVID-like swabs in their nose. Poor guys. <laughs> uh, Ohio. I'm t- Ohio looked great in the MAC
2: tournament. They got a great player Jason Preston. Virginia is a total unknown. We don't know who's playing, and we're still not one hundred percent sure they're showing up. Jason Preston is one of us.
1: All right, he graduated from high school, didn't have any interest in for basketball at a high level, so he went. He's from Orlando. He went to UCF, enrolled there, and started to study journalism. He wanted no. to be a sports writer. Oh, oh boy. boy! His first article was on Reggie Jefferson, former BC star who uh, had a nice little run in the uh, in the NBA. And then he got recruited to go to a prep school, and then he went on this career ascent. So, can you imagine a reformed sports writer being drafted <laughs> in the National Basketball Association <laughs> draft? It's the uh, Jeff Bowles told me the other day, like, they're, write, they're writing a movie on his life right now. Uh, it's That's, the best story in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah. True phenomenal.
0: TV will option it right now. It's better than what <laughs> they got. <laughs> I'm going to zig where everyone else is zagging and take Virginia. They don't need to practice, they just stand around and pass it. <laughs> USC against, uh, either Wichita state or Drake. We do not have a, uh, a spread here uh everyone taking USC Pete's probably I'm not his disdain for the Trojans was
2: clear on the okay. other the pod the other day I'm taking USC because I don't see anybody on Wichita or Drake that's handling Evan Mobley Evan Mobley handle himself I'll go float around the perimeter and try to impress scouts
1: eh, I'm I'm good on uh, I'm good on the Trojans so I'll gladly I'll gladly pass on them and pretty much the rest of the Pac12 that's not Oregon
0: Is it just the just Drake or is it the whole school There's like not just the one singer no, he's, up he's, got, he's got backup singers. He does I'm sit from sure the sideline in Toronto, yells out there. Uh, Drake should start cheering for Drake. What the hell? They named a damn school after you, buddy. Kansas against Eastern Washington. KU's given 10 and a half. I watched Eastern Washington. I kind of followed them a little bit
2: because they, their coach is good, Shantae Leggins. Uh, and I watched them in the championship game. And, like, they do a lot of really cool things. They play a little bit beeline-esque. Uh, you know, a lot of nice backdoor and passing and this sort of thing, but this is not a good athletic matchup, Kansas. Yeah, Sean Leggins is is
1: uh, rumored to be the favorite for the Portland basketball job, which opened a uh, which opened a couple weeks ago. That's kind of what got him on my uh, got him on my radar. Dan smirking as I'm trying to drop little Portland Nuggets mm. for our faithful <laughs> listeners in that Go fine pilots. Northwest city. Yeah, I
0: got to take Kansas too. But anyway. Kansas. I was Eastern Wash. I like schools like this because they were like, you're like, there's an Eastern Washington. It's like Western Massachusetts. Like what? <laughs> it's an Eastern part of Washington. Who knew? Hey, Don't dig Western Oregon, Massachusetts. Come VCU. On.
2: Oregon's given five and a half. This is another make or break kind of game for me in the first round where like I've got Oregon going a long way. But I'm also a little bit scared they lose to VCU and Bones Highland, one of the better nickname teams or players out there, Bones Highland for VCU. But I'm, I'm taking the Ducks here. Yeah, I like the Ducks a lot, too. I'm, I'm blowing. I think the Ducks, I feel strongly about this
1: one as well. This is a stand on the table game for me. I think the Ducks are going to run VCU. I don't think this is as good of a VCU team as we found in the past. I think athletically they will be marginalized by the, uh, by the Ducks. Since Will Richardson came back, the Ducks are a totally different team. They're like a three seed, not a seven seed. So they're good value.
0: For Ducks those who maybe be looking really good, good I think value. they beat Iowa in the next round. Uh, so I'm teasing that. Iowa is taking on Grand Canyon, the entire Grand Canyon. Faithful listener Craig Mordock said my Grand Canyon joke from the last podcast sucked. So <laughs> thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. <laughs> I laughed. Uh, I was given 14 and a half. So
2: yeah, Iowa next. Yeah,
0: roll. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do not have a spread on this. Michigan is playing. Uh MTSM or T X S O. You realize, Dan, there's no spread because the matchup isn't set. Right, right. I said okay. they're playing one of the two. <laughs> yeah, so, M- Michigan. yeah,
2: yeah. Michigan. Let's let's yeah, let's Michigan. be bold here. Let's say yeah. Michigan's right. gonna beat a play in 16. LSU,
0: LSU for St. Bonaventure. LSU is getting one and giving one and a half. I'm sorry. Uh it, fun fact, Will Wade has paid about a million dollars more than the entire St. Bonaventure. <laughs> <laughs> like the school's budget or the, uh, the uh, just the uh, basketball team not the basketball entire, they got an entire university running for a million five so what about the in.
1: lsu salary cap is uh is that <laughs> more than the entire budget <laughs> <furniture? That's, laughs>
2: like whole other issue to. right there <laughs> uh this is a really intriguing game to me i think lsu has three pros so i'm taking lsu but they also sometimes just decide we're not playing defense and could get strafed but I, whoever wins this game, I think can beat Michigan. And so I'm taking LSU here and the next round. So this is my favorite game in the first round. Uh, This is like a a
1: lock in watch from wire to wire. Can't wait for it. Kind of game. I'm going to take Bonaventure. I think they're they're old. They're steady. They're not going to get rattled. And I do think LSU, the way it's constructed, can get a little can get a little funky, as I mentioned my favorite uh, my my favorite pig from earlier. But there there's look there's talent. Trenton Watford, like there's a lot of NBA talent on this LSU roster. And Will Wade is a very good basketball coach. We we tend to poke fun of him on here because of his uh, proclivity for uh, federal trouble, but. Um, he is actually an, an excellent basketball coach. I just really feel like Bonaventure, if they can stay out
0: of foul trouble, will find a way to grind this game down and eat it out. That is my concern with Bonaventure because I'd pick him for the Elite Eight, but mm. I just feel like the NCA ref whistle. Mm. They, That's they're a huge they're factor. Depth, they have about four and a half guys. No, yep. they they they're four deep. Uh, no, they play about six. I mean, like six is it really five? And that's it. Uh, so that's my concern. I guess I would go with LSU because of that. Colorado against the Hoyas. Buffalo's giving four and a half on the fight in Pat Ewings. Yeah. Colorado highest seed in
2: program history. McKinley Wright, great four-year point guard. Not a very athletic team. They play hard. I, th- I just think Georgetown fluked out, had a great weekend in Manhattan, and it's not going to carry over. So I'll take the Buffs. There's always a danger
1: in riding a team that's just had like a great accomplishment and expecting them to reboot that, especially when they haven't had any great accomplishments. I don't think Georgetown's made the tournament since 15, they haven't even drafted since 13, so I will uh, I will I will definitely take the Buffalo. The Buffaloes are just a better version of Georgetown. You know, no real like stand on the table pros and they they can grind it out. I mean, Colorado beat USC 3 times, by the way, Pat. So yeah. I uh, yeah, I'm taking the, uh, I'm taking the buffs and Pat Ewing had his moment and it was a great moment, but I I don't, don't get sucked in by the storyline here.
0: If this was confidence points, like we do in the bowl games. Uh, yeah. Ski you FSU against 13 seed, UNC Greensboro, FSU is giving 11.
2: Yeah. That like Isaiah Miller from Greensboro is like my favorite guy. Nobody has watched. He's six foot tall listed six foot. So he's probably shorter than that. And He's not even a three-point shooter, but he averages 20 points a game. He's 21% from 3. He's taken 447 two-point shots. He lives in the paint at 6 foot or shorter. Uh he's like a 6 rebound guy. I mean, I talk about getting a lot out of what you got. Uh I love him, but I'm sorry they're not going to win. He's a
1: State. 50 inch vertical.
2: 50.
1: Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. He will he will give you a moment or two. Uh Wes Miller's a great coach. I got Florida staking on the final four. So, please please Isaiah
0: just keep your uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Isaiah's big problem is that the point guard who may well be matched up guarding him is 6 foot 9 in Scotty Barnes.
0: I'm taking Seminoles too. Uh 11's a lot though, but yeah, that should be a fun game. All right, BYU is playing either Michigan State or UCLA. Why don't we pick who wins the that Spartan-Bruin game, which is pretty fun, and then how do they do against BYU? We don't have a point spread, obviously, yet. Pat?
2: Yeah, the Spartans over UCLA. UCLA is finishing the season terribly. They're staggering in like Oklahoma and uh, Missouri. They're also looking for that last glass of water. Uh, so Michigan State's going <laughs> to win that game. But then people have people have gotten way too excited about Michigan State for the long haul. BYU's pretty good. Uh, and I think BYU is going to beat them in advance uh, to the round of 32. I'm,
1: I'm taking the Bruins. They they sputtered to the finish, but three of those four games were like very close games, good games against top competition. So I, I'm not lost on them. Mick Cronin's a crafty old guy. Everyone's just going to say uh, January, February, Izzo. And I, I think the Bruins can uh, can handle what has been a very middling Michigan State team for most of the season.
2: How about UCLA, BYU, Pete? Oh, oh, yeah. I'll uh, – I'll take UCLA in
1: that game. Well, mm-hmm. I should see what I picked on my, on my Yahoo Sports bracket where you can match up uh, against myself, Kristen Peake, and others from Yahoo Sports. Yeah, I took UCLA.
0: I'm going to take um, Spartans. You never know who's showing up and whether uh, Rocket Watts and Izzo are getting along, but uh, I think they can they can get They have beaten uh, three number one seeds in this thing. Is that right? Spartans can be really, really good. Only caveat is if UCLA takes, if, if Mick Cronin takes the team to visit the wax statue of John Wooden in Martinsville, Indiana, there's a wax statue. Which it's a is terrible actual, statue. The statue is not actually of John it Wooden. Is. Oh, it's terrible. It doesn't look anything like John Wooden. No. I did a whole story on this. Yes. No. They bought a wax statue that kind of looked like him. And then they just put the sign John Wooden under his foot. It's the yes. most insulting thing I've ever seen. We've got restaurant
1: criticism, we've got architecture criticism. You got a little bit of everything here. On the- You're yeah. sitting yes, around
0: waiting for somebody else famous to come out of Martinsville, Indiana. Like step it up, fathers, <laughs> city fathers.
2: John R. Wooden Middle School.
0: They've got that, Are which you- is
2: at the old gymnasium where the uh, where where John R. Wooden played in the 1920s.
0: Uh, absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Absolutely ridiculous. That that statue's terrible. It is. So I'm taking the Spartans. <laughs> It is. It's terrible. It it, it doesn't even look like him. Look it up. I wrote a whole story about it once. I went and tried to find out who is the guy. We did a whole mystery. Who is the guy in the John Wooden statue? And there was a rumor rumor that these workers, it actually had been John Wooden, but the workers were moving the wax statue and they bumped John Wooden's head and it decapitated. (laughs) And then they tried to recreate it and it didn't look like him, but the town was too poor. To oh. put a real statue—that was the rumor—but it turned out to not be true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they just bought it at like a yard sale in Northern Indiana. Uh. Terrible uh. stories, uh. ridiculous. Truth be anyway. told, that right now there—I
2: will tell you the truth—there is a, a like a a blanket or a covering over the statue. I know this because I was there last week. So the really? statue Why? is in hiding, as it should be.
0: Why? They're embarrassed about
2: it. Finally, I maybe I don't know. Pat's clearly doing some like historical deep
1: dive Indiana basketball story. He's dropping yeah, breadcrumbs for us. Yeah. That gives you yeah. the, I've been uh, reading a lot of
0: Indianapolis news. Did you yes, did you read yes. the fine Cops in Court reporting in the summer of N ninety-five? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Texas first Abilene Christian. Haven't seen Abilene Christian since we watched like seven of their football games last fall because they were the only team playing. Horns are given eight and a half. Yeah, having not seen one single minute of Abilene Christian, I'm I'm taking Texas. Nice run by Joe Golding and the boys, but I'm going with uh, Shock and the boys. Uh, I'll take Texas. UConn is back. A seven seed. Last time they were a seven seed, they won the national title. Shabazz <laughs> yeah. Napier did not get to eat, but he hit like seven million <laughs> yeah. free throws. He went like <laughs> seven million for seven million from the line. Yes. <laughs> I've I never seen a team win a national title from the free throw line, but they did it. UConn never missed. UConn, Maryland. UConn's given two and a half. I kind of liked UConn, and then they laid a bit of an egg in the Big East tournament,
2: and then I thought decided that Big East sucks, so I'm going with Maryland. Big East does suck, but uh,
1: I like James Booknight, so I'm going to uh, roll with the Huskies for now, not later.
0: Go Huskies. Bama against Iona. Alabama is given 17 to Rick Patino, who should wear the white suit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he should wave the white flag in this game. I'm sorry. I, I like. Obviously, it's fascinating to have Patino back in the tournament. Uh, Pete wrote a very interesting column that I haven't honestly read yet, but I can't wait to read it, kind of comparing Patino, the trendsetter, of, the, of 87 versus Nate Oates, the trendsetter of 2021, I'm rolling with Nate Oates a long way in this tournament. I like Nate Oates in this tournament, too. There
1: are little uh, flashes of a young Patino in Nate Oates. I remember Patino rankled the old guard in the Big East. Well, old, old Nate Oates has kind of uh, raised the middle finger to Coach K and literally told Will Wade to uh, F off at the end of the SEC tournament. I enjoy a little brash, a little cocksure. He's he's Delightfully unrefined and unfiltered. Never change
0: Nate Oats. Stay interesting. Love Nate Oats. Bama Rolls. All right. Let's just wrap this with a final bet. If anyone wants to bet out there on BetMGM, MGM give, give us your one bit and then let's get out of here. Watch the, I got true TV to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob <got laughs> Goldthwaite to catch up to. God almighty. Um, I, look, if,
2: if Winthrop is getting points against Wounded Villanova, I am all about the Winthrop. They haven't lost since like, they lost one game all year. One game by two points. They are winners. I love they got a, a very interesting kind of point forward player in Chandler or Vaudrin. They've got a wide load center who can really play. He tore up the uh, the Big South tourney. Villanova is hurting without the guy that handles the ball all the time and Colin Gillespie. So give me the Eagles getting points in that game, and thank you very much. How can you analyze Winthrop and not mention Adonis Arms? <laughs> <laughs> clearly
1: the best name in this tournament. It is a good one. He's a Division II transfer from school in Idaho. Chandler Vaudrin is from a uh, Division II school in Ohio. They're just a merry band of uh, misfits with Dave Friedman, our friend, screaming about tacos on the play-by-play. All that Not said... Yeah, Dan, not your friend. Sorry, yes, Dan, not your friend, not your friend. He does <laughs> listen to the podcast, at least. I, I'm taking Rutgers. I just really feel like Rutgers is going to hammer Clemson. I, I don't think Clemson is that good. I don't think the ACC is that good. Don't overthink it. You got Geo Baker. You got Ron Harper Jr. And uh, they'll, be able to, they'll be able to heat up and uh, figure out that Clemson defense. So I think Rutgers rolls. Look at me picking Rutgers. I'm going to really feel good about this when they lose by 15. Oh, yeah, Pete, roll with <laughs> Rutgers. So they haven't all won a precedent. game in
0: decades, and you're picking them. A- <laughs> no score sure 37 thing like Rutgers basketball. They're going to score 37 <laughs> points against Clemson. Now that might be enough to
2: win, but
0: uh, I you know, I picked Virginia to win this thing, but I think there's a value bet on the Ohio money line. We literally have no idea. Virginia's not practicing, may not, who knows what's going to happen. So Ohio Ohio on the money line is plus 280. I think there's great value on that game, even though I actually think Virginia will win the game. So, all right. Uh, who knows what the hell will happen. We'll be back with all of the uh, travails of the opening weekend. Enjoy it. I love that we get a first and second round on a weekend. Pretty good. Have fun. We'll be back next week uh, with your wrap-up of the first four, 68-16. Talk to you then. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.